Hey, how's it going, Champagne Sharks? Hope everyone's doing well. Just wanted to uh, do some quick house cleaning, let people know. Go to ChampagneSharks.com and you get access to all the links related to Champagne Sharks. You can go there and find it all. And you can find where we are on social media, our products, all that stuff. Also, Patreon benefits, which includes Discord server, book club night, movie night discussions, show notes, newsletter, and most importantly, bonus episodes. So definitely become a patron for $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. And without further ado, here is the episode. Take care. How's it going, champagne sharks? How's everyone doing? Hope everyone's fine. Uh, We have Kenny with us. How you doing, Kenny? What up? What up? How, how's everybody doing? Hope everybody's having a great evening and weekend and I hope the summer was great for a lot of people. Yeah, man. I the summer is done, man. I don't know what it's like out where you are, but over here, man, it's definitely fall. It's muggy. It's nasty. It's like I'm having trouble recording because like the humidity is off the chain. Oh, man, we, we're getting great weather. Like we're having a, a late summer. It was 85 degrees last Saturday. So, I mean, we still here in Portland It's still nice you know nice 75 80 degree weather i mean i think we're gonna make it all the way through october without any rain which is very odd oh yeah it's been raining like, like san diego weather out here man yeah, it's been you guys like got the hurricane crazy. that's on the way up there right maybe that's what's making it so messed it's up supposed to be a hurricane on the way up there. i know there's, I know there's a hurricane in the east coast maybe we're getting like residuals of it but it's been yeah. rainy and nasty but yeah today's episode is gonna be something a little different uh we were i forgot how i found it i was searching for champagne sharks for something i was looking for um something that i entered uh champagne sharks and i found a thread on the coley uh it's a website it's uh i think it's supposed to start as a sports website and then it kind of became a general all around like you like know, lipstick alley almost yeah yeah i think it's a fair play way to put it it's like a kind of like a male lipstick alley but i think the focus is still sports like they have a lot of emojis Oh, um, yeah. And they use like uh, real sports, real sports uh, figures and stuff. But, you know, I've read it before. They have good memes. You know, they're pretty uh, funny. Uh, they could be a harsh audience sometimes, but they're good dudes, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I found the Champagne Sharks thread. I thought it was pretty interesting. So uh, I shared it. I shared it with you. And some of the uh, criticism I thought was constructive. Some of it was uh, not so much so. So that was well, well, first things first, I don't live in L.A. That's Mario. <laughs> Mario is taller than me. Mario's about six, two or six, three. So I'm the short guy. But Mario is <laughs> is from L.A. But they was calling him the third bread. So whoever third bread is, that's him because they knew my name. They knew T. Um, but they they call Mario the third bro. You know, whoever, you know. <laughs> That's the third, bro. So you should make that his official. You should make <laughs> that his official uh, name. Right, third, bro. You know. Yeah, yeah. And you're, and you're right. And you're right. The, the 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 from what I saw, um, and I never looked. You know what I mean? I just you know. But most of it, the, the criticism was constructed, and it was it was cool because a lot of a lot of people that are on the Coley that follows the podcast, they've been there since day one. Like the, the threads go all the way back to 20, 20, 2016, 2017. So yeah. they've been paying attention for quite a while. And uh, one thing I'll say, like, I don't believe you should uh, dish it out and not be able to take it. So right. we give uh, harsh critiques on people. So it's like I have no problem with getting, you know, critiques if they're constructive, because I don't think we diss on people uh, just to be listening on them or no, no, tell no, lies no. on people. Like one thing no, 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 no. I uh, but there was one 
guy, he was really up in his feelings about the show. It was uh, Cape Town JHB. I think that's uh, for Johannesburg. And he's an all-star in the Coley. So that means he's, uh, I guess that means, I guess it's a ranking system. I don't know if Coley still has it where you have to have apply to join. Like I remember um, years back, I wanted to post something on the Coley and there was some kind of weird application system or was closed. I don't know if that's changed. I've never tried to go back, but this was uh, pretty interesting because he was talking about um, the show and me in particular. And right. <clears throat> the things he was saying uh, were kind of factually off, but I thought they were interesting. So uh, he said when Tariq Nasheed and other agents started this odd, divisive, anti-immigrant nativism babble, Tariq Nasheed actually jumped on the trend late and tried to spin it into his own FBA thing so he could make money off of it. And yeah, no disagreement there. Trevor at the time used to be all in Tariq Nasheed live streams, donating, getting shout outs, etc. When Tariq started spewing his divisive shit, Trevor started straddling the fence and has never called out ADOS or FBA movement for any of their obvious BS. Instead, he just never brought up Tariq's name ever again. Now, what was interesting about this, I don't think from the time I started this podcast, I had brought up... Uh, We've never Tariq's, talked about Tariq. Yeah, I don't think I brought him up a whole ton. Like, I think if I brought him up, it was like once or twice here or there. But the thing that was interesting about this was um, he says, I used to, at the time that he started FBA, I used to be all up in the Tariq Nasheed live streams, donating, getting shout outs, etc. Then when Tariq started spewing his divisive stuff, I started straddling the fence. Now, what's interesting about that is I had stopped listening to Tariq around uh, 2018. Yeah. So that was like at least a full year and a half, two years before he really started going in on the FBA stuff. Because uh, he started doing it, I think, around the 2020 election. I'm not really sure. I wasn't like listening to him at that time. Right. <clears throat> right. So what's interesting is uh, we had stopped but it wasn't just me. I, I think all of us kind of... All of us. I stopped listening yeah. before y'all. I stopped listening yeah. to that. His podcast, 20... Shit. 2016, 2017. You were early on it. You were... You yeah. Stopped, you stopped 2017. And then yeah. uh, Mario and I, I think, stopped. And 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 uh, Big Mike, RIP. But you were, yeah. like, way ahead of the curve on that. But um, I remember, for me, I just kind of started getting um, tired of that whole scene. Like, this is what's kind of funny about this this guy made this headcanon in his head that's so specific and weird so right. he, he's saying that i was listening to Tariq up until fba and then like i just like ghosted went quiet but i was shouting out Tariq uh here and there and it's like okay i wasn't the thing about me being all up in Tariq nishi's live stream i thought was weird because what does he mean by that does he mean i'm typing in there and yeah the what chat? is that and, and then saying you were donating like when when did that happen yeah, well, yeah. So being up in the live streams, I have no idea what that what that means because I don't really think I was up typing in the in the live stream. But I definitely, definitely, definitely didn't donate. I right. never. So that was weird to me. I never ever donated to any super chats, anything. So I don't know if the guy is lying or he misremembers because the guy. No, I think what it is is because he goes on and on and on. This this isn't the only post from this dude. This dude is very angry at T um, from what it seems like because he won't, T won't fight, you know, because you're Haitian. So he feels like you should join 
the outside FBA, uh, non-FBA group and all team up to fight Tariq or argue with Tariq or whatever. And he's mad because you don't do that, which I don't know why you would. I mean, you don't even listen to the podcast. You don't pay attention to him. So I don't know why you would be fighting well, this guy's battles. Well, in, in his mind, well, well, for some reason, he wants me. He's a grown man and wants me to fight for him. But yeah, yeah. Uh, in his mind, I was all up in Tariq's mix up until uh, the FBA thing. And then I just like cowered under a desk. And the thing that's like interesting to me, right, is like um, he calls me a coward and all this stuff based on this headcanon that didn't happen. But he's spewing this stuff nonstop on a web page that is basically like uh, blocked from like outside people commenting on. And right. uh, I'm an easy dude to find. Like, yeah, yeah. I could've, mean, he could have DM'd you. Yeah, could have DM'd me. Could have uh, sent me an email. I have a call-in show now. You could have called into that, you know. Uh, so it's like, okay, you're spewing all this uh, stuff about me on a place that is pretty much kind of insulated, you know, in your own little uh, corner of the internet. But you're calling other people cowards. Uh, Tariq Nasheed does these Twitter spaces now. So it's like... You could have went and said something to Tariq about whatever yeah. issue he's got with him. Yeah, you got a problem with uh, Tariq. Go uh, fight with Tariq. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But the thing that's funny is that on the show, we have cracked jokes about uh, about the FBA stuff. Remember oh, we're yeah. Talking, we're talking, we made jokes about the tethers. We were like, oh, the tether oh, yeah. stuff's going to... And, and um, we cracked jokes about that stuff. And on the show, and I can't tell you the exact episode because I don't encyclopedically remember everything, but I had mentioned how, um, you know, when... Yvette Carnell came out. I really like what she's doing. And Yvette Carnell, I still uh, like her project, you know? Yeah. And I also was saying that I think, you know, we should be honest. And a lot of times online, there are a lot of uh, people from the diaspora that do say greasy things about uh, Black Americans. And, right. you know, but I said in the show, and if somebody remembers the episode I said this, feel free to let me know. I'll put it in the show notes. But I said in the show that one of the reasons I stopped talking about um, ADOS or whatever is because I started feeling that people started thinking if you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. Right. So it's like uh, there were people who were saying, and I and I said this on the show, there are people who were starting to be as xenophobic as people were claiming the movement always was. Yeah. And I was like, and I said this, I don't think all ADOS are as xenophobic or over the top. But there's enough of them that are, you know, spouting over the top and xenophobic stuff where I still, you know, rock with the ones who um, aren't on that. But I don't feel like, you know, being out there with that, if a lot of people are going to be spouting that stuff like um, unchecked. And I had mentioned the anchor baby stuff that I didn't like that or the tether stuff. But I think it goes both ways, because like if you see me on Twitter, I have fought with people who've called people. Tethers or anchor babies, and it turns out they're even American. I'm like, this guy is not even, um, you know, I've gotten to arguments with people about that. This guy is not even an immigrant. Like, you guys aren't even researching anymore. You know what I mean? But then now it's just name calling. Yeah. But it's the, this is the problem that I have with people. Everything has to be all or other, yes. all the other. So it's like, yes. either you co sign everything about FBA or, or ADOS, um, you know, whether right or wrong, you're they're 100%, they can never be wrong. And um, immigrants and diaspora people have to um, always be wrong or you're writing for the diaspora crowd and ADOS or FBA can never have a you know valid point. You know what I mean? And life isn't like that. 
You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times, um, there's people like I do think a lot of ADOS and particularly FBA. The FBA I think is uh particularly worse because I think that's a lot, a lot of trolling. Yeah, that's just straight up trolling. That one yeah. is just uh straight up trolling. Whereas the um the ADOS, you know, you still have people doing chapters trying to do yeah actual legitimate like, political work. They still have their trolls in the mix too sometimes, but you can say y'all have a lot of trolls in the mix. FBA especially. Uh, I, I feel like they're not doing any political action, really, except from what I've seen, except for trolling. I don't right. really follow Tariq like that, so I don't know. You know, but, you know, I can say that, but also say a lot of people in the diaspora do be saying greasy stuff sometimes. Yeah. And that's not... And they also are quick to get into spaces and, you know, eat off of uh, uh, Black American icons. And yeah. that's the thing that kind of drives me crazy, because... The ironic thing is we get it from both sides. We had a lot of ADOS and FBA people who can't stand us because we've said stuff critical about them or right. defended, you know. So if I was doing this to just cash in and get money, I would just pick one side and ride all the way. The way we do it, we actually, if we want to sell out or straddle a fence, we end up getting... uh Losing love on both sides. But- yeah, because and that's and that's what I've been seeing is like, and I've seen this going all the way back to when we first started the live stream, and I got into a little chat with a person that was at the, on the live stream. We were talking about the whole FBA. Well, FBI. I don't even think FBA existed quite yet. No, but, um, no, I don't think it existed. That came that came around. A, I feel like I first saw it really around the 2020 yeah. election. I mean, I think he used the word sporadically here and there, but he didn't turn yeah. into a full-fledged thing until later. Right. And I remember someone in the comments was mad at us because they were, it was really one of those things where I, in my opinion, I'm like, look, dude, a lot of this is a lot of online trolling, shit talking, name calling, throwing stones and hiding the hands and all that. And then one person was like, oh, but they do this. I'm like, hold on. I'm not trying to do the whole, well, if, you know, they do this, so this is why we do that. You guys are grown. You guys are grownups. There comes a point in time where, and this is the reason why I really don't talk about it too much, because it's nothing tangible happening. It's just a lot of trolling online. So until you come with something tangible that we need to talk about, there's really nothing There's really nothing going on. We've had Yvette Carnell on before. You know what I'm saying? We've had a lot of people on that's talked about this before. We're educated enough to talk about this stuff. But we, I don't want to get into the trolling because it's a waste of time. I don't want to talk about how, um, well, you know, those Nigerians, they, they scammers. And what, that has nothing to do. That's not going to further your cause. You know what I'm and saying? It, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it just becomes, it becomes, um, it's almost like, <laughs> always, it's like when I talk about religious people. I told my dad this one. My dad's a Catholic. I was telling told my dad this one time because he was talking about the church that my grandparents went to, they're Christian. I'm like, man, this is just spiritual gangbanging. That's all this is. You know what I'm saying? So it's the same thing with all this tribalism gangbanging type stuff. You know, you want to you want to talk about Nigerians and then you want to find someone who's an immigrant or who is not ADOS or FBA and try to have them make sure that they're on the same page as you. But you can't even really tell them what your page is. Like, I just don't want to get into that because it's just what I'm starting to see is. Um, and what bothered me about it is this is these are people our age doing this stuff. You know what I'm saying? These aren't young people. I got an 18 year old daughter. People, they're not, they're not older, the ones doing. No, it's people older than us even. I yeah, people like approaching senior citizen uh, yeah. status doing this. And this is is this is like the time for them to get out all their gripes that they've had with the Jamaican girl that they went to school with back in 1983. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't have time for that shit. That's a waste of time. You know what I mean? And one of the things that I'm starting to find is a lot. I think a lot of people don't understand. That with us and with this podcast, it's the Champagne Sharks. 
It's not the it's not the whatever you want us to be. This is who we are. We don't pick sides. But, but one thing I will say about us is if you have something tangible that you want us to address, we address it. Well, we don't never we don't we don't push people to the side like, oh, man, fuck that. We don't want to talk about that. No, that's not the case. We, 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 we listen to people. Yeah, I will say this, though. I mean, my my attitude on the show has been in general two things. If it's something that I don't like, but it's gaining. Oh, wait, wait. Mario's in here. I don't know how long he's been here. Hold on. He came from the rafters like Sting, WCW, The Crow. Yeah, let me get let me get up in here. Hey Mario, I don't know how long you were in the waiting room. Sorry about that. Audio okay? Is audio okay? Yo, testing, one, two, testing. Yeah, yeah, go. yeah. You, you sound good, man. What's up, people? Uh, good, there man. we go. Yeah, yeah. We already we already got started because I didn't want to stay up too late. So yeah, I'm glad you're up in here. Hope you weren't waiting too long. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna be yeah, yeah. So we're talking about we started reading uh the JHB guy, the Cape Town guy. The one that was really hurt, like, you know, he had the yeah. energy that dude, like, you know, you know, when the kid realizes that his dad's not the strongest person in the world and he just gets angry, you know what I mean? It's just like, <laughs> yeah, 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 he's got that uh, hurt child energy. But yeah, so the philosophy I have with this show is basically this, that if it's something good that's not getting a lot of shine, something like, uh, what do you call it? Uh Dr. Tommy Curry and right. studies and stuff like right. that. Right. Right. I think that I think is important. Like something good that is underrated or unfairly maligned or something bad that's getting a lot of mainstream penetration. Like, you know, so like with the intersectionality and stuff, you have people like Hillary Clinton meeting up with Kimberly Crenshaw. And Megan Stallion. Yeah, yeah. Doing all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? But to get on every single thing that I think is corny or bad on the internet that's stuck in that small place that's just like what you said just um fight this is like petty internet fight it's like pro wrestling you know what I'm yeah, saying? It's like, yeah and, and that's and i think and we've talked about this before we've even had people on talk about this social media and the internet has done something to people where they believe that it's it's real until it's not you know what i'm saying yeah. So you see people have these conversations and we've all seen it. We've all had Twitter accounts. We've all been on Instagram, stuff like that. So when we see these conversations happening, the first thing that goes into my mind when I hear these things, I'm like, you wouldn't even say that in real life. Not that not 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 the whole you're a coward and all that kind of stuff. Just the conversation itself. This conversation itself only exists online. It's not real. So why would we keep addressing something that we all know is not real? Now, I'm not talking about the whole FBA ADOS thing. I'm just saying in general, the way people have used social media to create personalities and use social media to create conversations that aren't real. You know what I mean? We've seen it with the whole relationship gender stuff, black men, black men versus black women, um, all kind of different conversations that really, honestly, you're only having this conversation because you want you have some issue going on in your personal life. You don't know how to handle it in your personal life. So now you're on Twitter. And, and all like, black men are trash because the dude that you messed with that you knew was trash fucked you over. And it's like for a lot of these people, like uh, the Internet's prime entertainment for them. So it's yes. like it's like what, what Mario was saying. Like this is like when a chick wants you and another guy to fight so they can like, you know, uh, get some entertainment. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. yeah. And and that's what uh this guy's doing. I'm like, this is like uh that chick wants two other guys to fight energy because he's trying to make it sound like this is a real issue. But I mean, like, unless 
there's going to be a bunch of like land, sea, and air units of FBAs coming to Johannesburg. I mean, this guy's making it seem like they're going to be, uh, there's going to be SEAL Team 6 FBA this year. FBAs <laughs> coming over on a ship like yeah. Cortez. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have, they're going to have that uh, FBA flag. Uh, I've been like, he's acting like this. And, he, and he's the town crier. He's, he's Paul yeah. Revere. He's a town crier. Like, like, and this, this is what I'm trying to yeah. say. And this is what I'm trying to get. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna be flying over with like uh two fried chicken drumsticks in the crossing each other, like uh something like, something like that. You know, uh yeah, I don't know, I don't know what you think's gonna happen, but what's gonna happen? Potato salad, uh platoon or something. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I don't know what this dude. I mean, this dude's acting like this is like something that's really affecting his life. And the reason why I don't talk about it is because the whole FBA thing. Is like there's a lot of people into it, but what what do they do when really a lot of times they're like fighting each other, they're trolling. This isn't this isn't something that's penetrating um the mainstream like that, the way a lot of this other stuff we talk about is. But the real irony of this, right, is before I saw this thing, what was really ironic about it was that, and we were talking about this, the, the three of us. I was talking about how, hey, it's interesting. Um uh Tariq was at the revolt summit, and it looks like the FBA stuff actually is getting kind of uh, mainstream. And and that was the kind of irony of it was it was actually he was trending on Twitter like multiple days in a row. And then he w- was on revolt and revolt like the Democrats look at revolt and stuff like that. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So so they, I, they Diddy owns that. Yeah. So Diddy owns that. So I was going to talk to you guys and we did talk about it. And I was like, it was just interesting. We should talk about it because uh, four years ago, Yvette was the one getting all the mainstream shots, yeah. which yeah. is which is the reason why we uh, had her on because you know she was actually like penetrating the mainstream and doing something political, and I was kind of curious because I'm like, um, what changed? He seemed like he was out of favor in the mainstream for a while, and mm-hmm. now suddenly, like he's doing like like revolt and he's trending every day. I'm like, um, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen next? So, the, ironically enough, before we saw this, we actually were planning to. Um, address this because it started becoming in our wheelhouse. But this was the reason why I had actually stopped listening to Tariq. It had nothing to do with FBA, like he says. I, and again, I was never donating up in his chat. I was never up in all the live streams and and whatever. But when I discovered uh, Yvette Carnell and Irame Ose Fripong, and there was also uh, Jared Ball, and Jared mm-hmm. Ball had the myth of black buying power. And if you uh, check the archives, we had Jared Ball on the show uh, pretty early talk about the myth of black buying power, I believe. But this all happened, I think, around 2000, I don't know, 2016, 17. I forgot when I discovered Yvette Carnell. It was, it was, when, in, the, it was in, that, in that era. Yeah, it was around that era. It was around 2017. And one of the things that she was talking about and at the time, and this is the thing, everybody listens to people and then just stops listening. Sometimes because you start disagreeing with them mm-hmm. sometimes because you just get kind of bored. Right. So these are people I used to listen to. I used to listen to cows. And if you listen yeah. to early in the show, I used to mention all this stuff cows. I didn't have any disagreement with them. It was just, I kind of got the message after a while. So I got kind wow. of, uh, you know, moved on and nearly fuller. Yeah. Like, I mean, by this guy's logic, I should be doing an explicit call out show for everybody that I stopped. That I once mentioned that I stopped listening to, you know, but, and, and, and let me just, chime in here yeah, good. speaking for myself you can only listen to so many you know three four hour broadcasts before it's like all right man i got you know 
I don't I don't have the um the endurance to sit here and listen to this for you know two and a half three hours like at least on my end I just you know I got a lot going on so sometimes life just comes into play and that might be another reason why you kind of um stop listening to certain people is nothing personal or no you know that's all, not that's all that yeah, yeah that with me with cows and Neely Fuller. Like I never ever disagreed with cows and Neely Fuller. I just like I only have so many minutes in a day, and I can't. Well, well, also, also as a person that is, that does very well of soaking up information, right? You're gonna be looking for that information to evolve, and if the information doesn't evolve and it just consistently becomes the same thing over and over again, you're either gonna be stuck or you're gonna get bored. You know what I'm saying? So. I think that's what happens a lot of times with, like you were saying, like with cows or with all the other, you know, it, in that era, I would like to say from 2012 to t- roughly 2017, it was like this boom of podcasts, a boom of all this information coming out. And then also what you started seeing was a lot of old stuff popping back up on YouTube. So you start seeing those old BET conversations with yeah. Ivan Van Sertema and Dr. John Henry Clark and uh, Amos Dr. Wilson. Chris Wilson, Amos yeah. Wilson. Those P- videos P- did P- not stuff. exist. Yeah. yeah. Public, yeah. Ac- public access stuff. Yes. It was all that yes. stuff. Stuff that was not on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? A lot of the John Henry Clark speeches and lectures he was doing at these colleges, they didn't. They weren't on YouTube until probably 2016. You know what I'm saying? So when that information comes out, if you're, I'm going to speak for myself. I do very well in soaking up information and either using the information. I always look at it like, um, you know, the food that you eat, you're going to put in the good stuff and you're going to throw out the stuff that it just, it ain't going to make no difference whether you soak up that information or not. Go ahead, Mark. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, I was just, I was just going to say that I think a lot of times like this Johannesburg dude, he's stuck on this one thing. You know, this is the thing. And it's, and it's hurting his heart, too. Yeah. Man. If like, you if you don't agree with somebody, this is and this with anything. If if it's something on TV, I don't want to I don't agree with. I turn it off. If it's something going on with something that I got to spend my money on, I vote with my dollars and I don't spend my money on that. You know what right. I'm saying? So you don't have to give Tariq Nasheed your attention. I don't. Right. I don't have nothing against him personally. I don't even know him. I just don't want to hear the stuff that he's saying anymore because I know where it came from and where it's at now. And I don't agree with, I I, I just don't, you know, it's just not my thing. But you know what I'm saying? The funny thing, the funny thing for me, oh, actually, Mario, you had a point you wanted to make. Uh, did you get to make it? I forgot. Um, no, I was going to say um, when, when, when Ken made the point about, you know, some of the, some of the, um, the OGs coming back out and, and kind of like getting their stuff out there in the, in the, you know, in 2016, 2017 and earlier. Um, I will say this, Tariq was kind of with hidden colors. You know, he kind of brought a lot of those people back into the limelight per se. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. He, I have to give him credit for that. Uh, you can't take that from that brother because uh, a lot of people didn't really know. I'm talking about the current generation. Was yeah. Really mainstream. Yeah. John Henry Clark and, and Amos Wilson and um, 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 Dr. Ben and things like that, yeah. Dr. Sebi. Yeah. So what Hidden Colors did was it got people interested and said, OK, well, let me dig a little deeper and see what other people are out there that maybe I didn't miss. It was like this influx of, of fresh information being shared for the first time. Well, not fresh information, but um, it was a new perspective that people hadn't heard before that all of a sudden now you got this treasure trove of information and a lot yeah. of people was like, damn, where does been my whole life? You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So with Tariq now, I wanted to say this too real quick while it's on my mind about like Nilly Fuller and cows. 
the purpose of Nelly Fuller, he never wanted people to just listen to him ad nauseum. Right. Nelly Fuller came out and he dropped um, 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 the code of white the code, he dropped, he the, gave code us is, the, the code is the leader. That's what he always said, not right. me. The code is the leader, right? And then he gave you the nine areas of activity to go along with the compensatory code. And then you were supposed to get that down and then boom, you, you were good to go. Right. right. He wasn't, if you listen to Nelly Fuller, he's very um, repetitive. And I don't say that in a bad way. I say his message is constantly and consistently on point. Yeah. No matter what the topic of the week is, no matter what he doesn't do. Yeah, and he doesn't he bend. Doesn't, There's no he's, bending. He's, bend, he's, he drilling it, right. he's drilling it into you. Same way same right. like in boxing. You do the same combo over and over yes. again. He's doing that with logic. Yeah. It's a set of principles. And the principles are supposed to be applied irregardless of the situation or irrespective of, of the era, the situation, the talking heads. All of that shit's going to change over time. But the principles, you should have it down pat to be able to deal with it. So I don't have to listen to Nelly Fuller uh, religiously every week like that. And he'll tell you like that was never what it was meant for him to do. He says the same thing about like church and stuff like that. He say, look, if, if it, why the mess has got to be two hours long, mm -hmm. if, it's, if it's to make it plain, and you should be able to do that in 15 minutes. And then I don't have to keep coming back here Sunday after Sunday. You know, for hours and hours. It's, at like, a time. it's like going. To, it's like going to school. Once the teacher gives you the lesson, they don't want to have to go back in week six right. about something that right. happened in week two. Right. And so that—that's the point of that. And um, go ahead, go ahead, T. You got it. I just wanted to, oh, to no, say you, that while it was on my mind. Yeah. What I was gonna say is, um, yeah, so there's a bunch of people I used to listen to. Some people I stopped just because I'm like, okay, I think I got the point. Some people I just started disagreeing with, but. The thing that actually made me stop listening to Tariq so much was before the F it was long before the FBA thing and all that stuff. He was still on the Pan-African stuff. I think he might have just done the 1804. I don't know when he did the 1804. I, About I the Haitian that. Revolution? Yeah, I forget exactly yeah. when he did that one. That was that was what got me to stop listening because I was like, wait a minute, you are Pan-African making like this. Three years ago. Yeah, it was a while. It was a while ago, but when I see when I seen that, that's when I was like, "Hold on, bro, how are you gonna be all of a sudden anti-immigrant when you just did that?" So I mean, you know, but but to each his own. If they, if people like it, I love it. You know what I'm saying? But it's just not my thing. It's just not something I I, I do um, as yeah. somebody who understands history one, but then also understands human beings. When I and I understand human beings as far as when it comes to. It, ca um, it came out 2000 religion. Yeah, it came out 2017. So yeah, it's going yeah. on five years now. Yeah, when it comes to religion, a religious mindset of people that just follow things to follow things, I've never been that type of person. You got to yeah. give me, you got to give me a reason. This, this ain't making no sense. So what happened to me was I was listening to the Jared Ball stuff. I was listening to the early Yvette stuff, even before she did ADO West. Yeah, uh, I think she was calling it DOS, just the descendant of slavery. When That's she all. came on, was it DOS or was it ADOS? It was it was she DOS. Did. She called it yeah. ADOS later. But I was listening to her back when she was DOS. So something that she was talking about, and Jared Bell talked about it too, was being realistic about the black condition. She actually yeah. wasn't talking too much about American versus uh, immigrant stuff back then, but she was talking about uh this, and and tone talks he, him too. But he was he was talking about uh this is the condition on the ground. Black people don't have that much money. A lot of black empowerment stuff is like pie in the sky. Yeah. And at the time I was into uh, black authority, um, black truth, uh, Tariq, even like Boyce Watkins. I was into yeah, Boyce. Yeah, it was so another I, one. I, I yeah. was into Boyce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was into Claude Anderson. Yeah. And um, I love Claude Anderson. And I still respect 
Claude, Claude Anderson. Like one right. thing I didn't like, one thing I didn't like was when uh, I, th- I felt like Yvette went too hard on Claude Anderson. I'm like, even if you disagree with them, you know, I think you're going too hard on them. But they all had this thing going on with uh, group economics, um, all this stuff that I think sounds nice, but it's kind of pie in the sky. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and I fully believed in that. And then when she was, you know, kind of talking about, you know, the realism of the black condition, we don't have that much money. We don't have um, we can't do all this stuff we want to without the government because we just don't have money like that. And she was saying all this stuff. It started getting hard for me to listen to all those dudes like uh, Tariq, Black, uh, Black Truth, whatever, because it was a bit of like um, magical thinking in it that yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, this is not like to me real politics, really, as in like it's it's good. I like some of the arguments, some of the knowledge, but I started getting into reading like more like academic stuff about, and that's kind of like when we started the show, the direction we were moving in, where we had so many academics and everything. And, and it's like the one thing I would say, if when the show started, I was just preaching and talking about Tariq nonstop. I mean, if you listen to this guy, you think you would think that's what we were doing on this show. You think think we've interviewed him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's never been on the show. If I had done like a whole bunch of stuff, trying to push Tariq on people in the beginning, then I would think I would have a big obligation to um, come back and like do a, a big retraction. But I was consuming most of my Tariq stuff on my own, you know, and I lost interest in it. Um, back when I was still into the general like Pan-African thing, but I was just kind of thinking like, okay, there's a lot of stuff that I think is magical thinking in this. And I don't think it's going to, you know, really move to move to the next level. So by the time he started doing this, FBA stuff and all that stuff. We had not been listening to him for like uh, a while. Yeah. And Ken was the first one. Ken was, uh, you were checked out on him like um, yeah, a I long checked time. out. It was, but it wasn't just him. I checked out on a lot of those different types of people because like you just said, with the magical thinking, because I started, you know, really paying attention to the different, you know, because all black people aren't the same. We're not monolithic people. So I started looking at everybody's lifestyle. And I, I had a conversation with my dad one day. It was like around 2017. Go to my dad's house. We chilling, whatever. And I, I forgot what had happened. There was something going on and it was bothering me. He, I, we was talking about it. It had something to do with black people. And I was like, man, what is we going to do? Like, what? how are we going to change these conditions? You know what I'm saying? My dad was like, you better have heard him cast. He said, black people are going to keep on doing what they've been doing. Oh. You know what I'm saying? And when he said that, I knew exactly what he meant. And what that means is you can't you can't wait for an entire group of people to get on the same wavelength as far as the way they think, their emotions, their definitely not their finances. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. And and honestly, if we tell the truth, it doesn't work that way for any group of people because what what people started doing was they started looking at black feet people and looking at the surface. Oh man, you got them Jordans on and you got that Gucci belt. Man, you giving all these people your money. Man, do you know the black dollar only circulates 15 seconds and all that bullshit? You know what I'm saying? And, and then they'll tell you, oh, the Jewish dollar, you know, that Jewish dollar, it circulates 10 hours. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that's, on, why, bro. that's why that Jared Ball book was so eye-opening to me. Cause I would say all those things like, oh, the the uh black dollar, you know, gets out of the oh, community. Yeah. Remember the one trillion dollar buying power to black oh community? yeah and i would oh, believe that. Bullshit. Yeah, yeah yeah so when i was reading like um yvette and also like listening to uh gus renegade and then they have academics on and they had like the color of money people and the color yeah. of law and i was like oh shit this is a i was kind of in a magical thinking space and that was actually 
when I lost interest. And so it wasn't just three. There was a whole bunch. It was a whole bunch of them. Yeah, it wasn't just him. And and the second thing is, by the time the FBA stuff started happening, and again, he's not telling the truth that we never cracked jokes about it because, you know, we did. But I'm not going to dedicate a whole show to something that's like internet gangbanging. Like, if if it reaches the mainstream, and now, like, this is this is somebody who's a little too invested in this stuff. And mm-hmm. the way he's following the drama, this is like, you know, Young and the Restless to him. This is pro wrestling. He's following. He wants to see, like, you know. Yeah, Tariq is Iron Sheik. Yeah. <laughs> he wants yeah. to be Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, he wants to run, run, into, run into the ring and whatever. It's like, it's, right. um, it's, yeah. So it's like, this is your own magical thinking. This is your own break with reality. And and the whole thing is full of fantasy. Well, first of all, you don't even live here. You live in Africa. He lives in South Africa. Oh, damn. Oh, so, wait, 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 hold on. so this person's not even from here? They're not even from here. I think oh. it's hurt because Africans are being insulted, I guess. And and the thing is, like, I popped into some of uh, Tariq's spaces and stuff because I saw the space on the top of uh, the screen recently on Twitter. So I said, let me just pop in here and see what's what's happening. Like, I haven't listened to him in a long time, whatever. And I went in there, and I'm going to tell you the truth. When you go into those spaces, they be trolling the shit out of Tariq. Oh, yeah. But each each other, it's like, it's not yeah. like these are like innocent little like you know African diaspora people like waving right, their right, flag. Right, yeah. It's like the, the diaspora people in there are just as fucked up. Just they're like, all like, fucked up. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, I mean, they be saying some wild shit. So I'm like, yeah, Tariq said some wild shit. But these are two groups of people right now because the same way, like I think Yvette is more likely to um, attract like the more thoughtful. Um, the the aspera the center, you know what I mean? Because his yeah. energy is like so trollish for the FBA. The the, the aspera people he be having up in there are they'll be saying the most fucked up shit about American people. So I'm like, let these people have each other. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like why am I gonna go just so I can give you entertainment and do some uh you know pro wrestling? That's like, not the that's not the way our platform works. But honestly, that's how Tariq's platform has always worked. You know what I'm saying? So it's always been beefing, going back and forth with this person, calling this person out, beefing. So it always yeah, leads yeah, to beef. Yeah. We we don't do that. We've never had beef with people. You know right. what I'm saying? So it's like, why would we all of a sudden jump into this fray of arguing and debating and, and fighting about something that, shit, we don't even believe in this shit. But the thing yeah, is, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. And, and that's actually what did it for me. Like the, the other beefs, like the shit with Tommy and all that, they that's well-deserved. Rolling Martin, like all that shit. I, I, that's all. The one that got me, man, was was I, I, the rift between ADOS and um, FBA. That whole thing, when, when him and Yvette and Tone, they got into their little thing. That's when I was like, all right, man, I'm cold. Yeah, I'm man, I was done with that. Yeah, because y'all I not even, I can't, I can't take y'all man. serious. Yeah, I mean, for, at that point, and it was just like it was some people that was still trying to be cordial yeah. with 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 the ADOS side, and, and like they was they they really I will say this they was <laughs> on that end they was going a little bit harder than the FDA people were at yeah, the time. Was. Like, yeah, they was yeah. purging motherfuckers from that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent gang banging with them. They was like get up out of here because they got a couple people that was still trying to you know like okay we still gonna try to make this thing work because. A lot of people, and people may not admit it now, but I remember looking at the tweets and I remember looking at the social media reaction when the whole thing started popping off. A lot of fucking people were very disappointed in that whole little situation. 
Oh, absolutely. You know I'm, I'm not gonna say no names, but I saw the I saw the reactions initially. Like people were like, "Damn, this is real! F- I can't believe this shit! Like we yeah. really can't fucking do nothing yeah. together." As yeah, a group. yeah, yeah. I remember you know at the time we started talking about how we were kind of being disillusioned with the whole uh, black politics space in general. You know, yeah. that's one. That's sure. one of the reasons why I've been more interested in talking about media and stuff more than anything because I've got disillusioned by that 2020 election just in general. Well, um, well, well one of the things. This is one of the things that, uh, and I think all of our listeners should know this. So a lot of our listeners, if you are if you are um, kind of like on the fence about the show because we're not talking about those things, I think people need to realize is that there was a certain era, and I'm gonna say from 2016 to about 2020. You know what I'm saying? And I think there's a lot of a lot of times you got to give us grace for the simple fact that we've been covering this stuff for a long time. One, I remember T did a full live stream that was I don't know how long it was four hours. It was like four hours long of T breaking down excuse me, Black Lives Matter and all these different little organizations that they take money from. You know, it was deep. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And I, I still don't think people really understand it. It's one of those things where, you know, I always say this, you know, in 20 years, they're going to go back, they're going to see that shit, then they're going to want to give us props. It is, it's that, it was that type of stream where T was breaking down, I mean, stuff, I, I, these little groups, uh, what was it called? The Group for Black Lives and the Blue This, and it was all this money being passed around. Now, this was over a year ago. And now here we are talking about Patrice Cullors stealing money and this person stealing money. And so we we covered this stuff. But I think and that, sometimes and we, that was a woman who was a media darling. Like she yeah. was uh, the place to go to talk about this stuff, which is a very different thing than someone like Tariq, who in the mainstream is very polarizing. Like, yes, everybody talks about their problems with Tariq. It's not like yeah. me talking about it is going to change anyone's mind like, no like, no when i did the stuff about patrice Connors, it wasn't popular to do back then no and at all we got to, like like people now with this three houses thing the new york magazine article now she's like a punchline but you know it's like there's a difference between like breaking new ground on something it we, was, we was going in on black lives matter in 2019 2020 yeah there's a difference between, between breaking new ground on something and like doing a pile on like anybody who is um into that FBA camp right now is all into that FBA camp. This show is not yeah. going to turn them. Yeah. Anybody who is against them is already against them, you know? But this guy is like, he's got this thing where he wants to see his uh, hero fight the person who's the enemy in his in his mind. He's got the weird um, investment in this thing. And even the rest of the post, the importance he's giving it, like he's saying, um, you know, uh, where, where did... What do you say? I want to see where he, where he says it. Uh, Trevor's podcast doesn't really have the global reach. It would have had uh, black. If you would have went at Tariq. Yeah. Black press, <laughs> Africans, Caribbeans. And it's like, like hey, you really think like our podcast is pretty niche. I don't think it would have been that big. Right. Uh, I'm not I'm not trying to be fake, humble or anything. I've accepted it wasn't going to be that big because we're not precisely because we don't do a lot of the entertaining um nonsense stuff that people we don't we don't do shade room yeah right but um this idea that the whole diaspora in the uk uh the, in africa in the caribbean they're all sitting on uh, with bated breath like <laughs> when is someone gonna save us for the oppressive uh regime of fba they, they can't even get our names right they, mario's third bro <laughs> they don't even know mario's name like they make, so it, they make it sound like the fbas are uh an occupying army 
that's that's oppressing. Right. <laughs> it's the long march of the FBA, you know, just marching through the diaspora. They're just waiting for a voice of freedom to uh, light the way. This is people fighting on the internet. And it's like people don't even have mainstream um, acceptance like that. You know right. what I'm saying? It's just a turf war. That's all it is. We, we, you know, look, I'm not, I, we, and we do have listeners. Clearly, he's one of them that in, that's not from this country that's in Africa. So we do have international listeners, but they don't, they're not listening to us for that. But, but they did it. This is on everybody's mind that everybody yeah. in the UK and the Caribbean, whatever, has yeah. Tariq living rent free in their mind like he does. Like, I, like, if I could sit the little homie down, I'd just show him a little doll and I'd just be like, yo, where in the doll did Tariq touch you? Like, <laughs> where in the doll did the FBA, you know, and like, you know, <laughs> work it out. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, he, I mean, I'm looking on the website. I mean, this dude just goes on and on and on and on about it. You know what I mean? Like, it is just a consistent, um, and it, it gets to the point where people on the Coley are telling him like, hey, bro, you, you need to chill with all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You're killing me here. You know what I mean? You keep on talking about Trevor and, you know, what's going on and how he should do this. And and then what happens, it, it goes into it goes from um, mad at you because of that to where's now the show ain't shit and we ain't that smart. And I talking about me, Kenny, don't know nothing about dating and don't know nothing about history and all this. I'm like, yo, you know what? Just stop listening to the show, bro. You know what I'm saying? You clearly don't like us. Yeah, he clearly... personal at that point. He got, like, he got he personal. Yeah, like he got personal. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because he's saying, I think he was scared that Tariq was going to dig up his Indian wife or create a Haitian puppet with a lisp. So he's talking about this this lisp that I have. So apparently I sound like Mike Tyson or something. But I mean, he that, said, sounds like something, that sounds like something he was he himself was thinking about. Why would he point that out? Yeah. Every, everything, everything T will forever be tainted. Because he stood with Tariq Nasheed. He's a theorist, but he has no balls. Still a great thinker. That's something, I guess. But so your whole, your whole, everything about you rises or falls on whether or not you start to go at Tariq Nasheed. See, that's what I'm saying, bro. Don't draft us into your goddamn war, man. He's not just drafting us. He's drafted the whole diaspora. He's got people in the UK thinking rent-free. Maybe the ones who are extremely online, but oh, I mean... Not us, I'm sorry. You, because I'm third, bruh, and, and, and Kenny's Kenny, the short, short guy. From LA. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in LA. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even from LA. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just go ahead, T. I, I cut you off. No, but you know, the funny thing is, it says, uh, Therese going to dig up his Indian wife. How do you know I have an Indian wife? The only, right. way, you, the only way you know is because I brought it up. So how can he dig it up? Like, how can you dig yeah. up something? Like, please tell me where in a third party you it's heard It's not new news. Yeah. It's right. like, you only know it because I brought it up. And say I do have this horrible list that you say. I'm like Sylvester the Cat or something, according to this guy. <laughs> suffering um, succotash? Yeah, yeah suffer, suffering succotash, or, you know? Uh, so, okay, so he was a puppet with that. Like, so fucking what? I'm a grown man. I got a job. I got a life. Yeah. Like, right. like that. The, the idea that you think this would de- devastate my life to have a puppet uh, made out of me, that's saying how you think about, that's the kind of thing that is major to you. Yeah. Right. To someone else. Like, you made this whole narrative of me listening to him up until, like, uh, like it's a very vivid imagination in this guy. Like I was listening to Tariq Nasheed all the way up until the um, anti-immigrant stuff, and I was in there donating, which I didn't do. And I was up in the live streams. You know, I might have been. I, I was breakdancing in the Mink Slide video. You know, <laughs> I, was, uh, I was doing all this stuff, and then he uh, said something about like um, 
diaspora in Haitians, and I just snuck out the back, and I was like yeah. hiding in the corner. You get this very vivid type of uh, imagination. Like meanwhile, I'm just not thinking about um, this stuff. And now he's exploded it to a point where the whole I let the whole you know Jay call it Nas down. I let the whole diaspora down. The whole diaspora was waiting. You know, right now the the diaspora is like. Uh, Eastern Europe in World War II, you know, like, yeah. like they're waving the white flag because you wouldn't stand up to Tariq. Yeah, Hitler ran. Yeah. Hitler ran through it all. You know, they're all oppressed now, and and you know, it's just you. You, you were gonna be like uh, Gandalf. Remember that one part in in uh, Lord of the Rings where you know they were getting their ass whooped, and then Gandalf comes riding down the hill with 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 a new army with the sun facing the the orcs and shit. Like that was gonna be you, T. <laughs> What the hell is that? <laughs> it, 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 you know what's funny? You know what's funny? What too? Yeah, I mean, oh no, it's so weird. Like, like, like he thinks this is on everybody's <laughs> mind. <laughs> he thinks he thinks because it's on his mind, it's on everybody's mind. You know, it's it's a, it's a crazy. That's like a, that's like a weird narcissism. You know what I'm saying? That's the internet, though. That's the internet, though. Any, anything that I tweet, everybody should pay attention to it, and anything that I say, it's it's gospel. It's yeah, gospel. But if you don't agree with me, that means you're on their side. So we all at different times uh, stop listening to Tariq and, and other people as well. But I don't give an announcement every time I stop listening to somebody. But no. on top of that, mm-hmm. when I when I see like the spaces that he's doing and he's fighting with these people, it's like, OK, have at it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As long as yeah. he's not approaching mainstream level, he doesn't come at me personally. It's like whatever. That's not an energy I, I want to spend on. I feel like there's a limited amount of time to talk about stuff, but there's no minds that would be changed uh, by it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, this, yeah. to me, uh, it's different than going after uh, these type of academics or mainstream liberals who get a lot of uh, traction, you know? But yeah. um, he goes, everything he accused those Black men hating Black feminists on Twitter of doing, trying to ingratiate themselves to white liberals by throwing Black men under the bus, Tariq was doing it on a more flagrant and disrespectful scale and this is like weird to me because maybe once someone could argue with the um revolt stuff because revolt you know works with the democrats or at least uh diddy does maybe someone could argue that is some kind of indirect overture to um you know white white liberals maybe but um, when was he bridging himself to white liberals? Like, if anything, like white liberals can't stand him. Like, no, white liberals don't like to read. Yeah, so I mean, I don't want to talk. Like, he was never in danger of penetrating the mainstream and you know influencing laws, influencing uh, politics. You know, it, it was it wasn't like uh, people like Patrice Cullors working for. Uh, Elizabeth Warren's campaign and filling right. her her thing full of intersection. That was tangible. Yeah, that's tangible. That's 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 something. Like 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 his fantasy is so uh prominent. It says, you know, um, so yeah, he goes, anytime anyway, since that time, Tariqia scammed his followers over a million dollars for a museum that's never gonna get built. And Trevor's podcast doesn't really have the global reach it would have had. Black UK Brez, Africans, Caribbeans, had he stood up and called out the BS. If that's what's gonna make or break people on this uh podcast i don't really they, think they, yeah they're not gonna listen anyway then. yeah 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 i mean that's a very he says uh he has great theories and a great thinker 
but I would never trust him in a fight. Basically, it was it puts a parenthesis coward, and it's because like, you won't fight for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a coward because you won't fight my fight for me. Like, make that make sense. That's the most bizarre. You're a coward, but I never reached out to you, and there's a million ways to reach out to you. I just posted over and over about you on a board that you can't post on. You know, uh, but you know, I'm the coward. Like Tariq Nasheed, you can come at him in his tr- Twitter spaces anytime you want, but you're still here complaining. But you know, I'm the coward and you would never trust me, but you're up in this thread. Keep bringing up my Indian wife and keep talking about how I have some kind of lisp and everything. But I'm the untrustworthy one when you clearly I have all these things that you hold in contempt, like my life choices, my choice of my wife and everything. You clearly have contempt in. And if I was fighting on your behalf, would you suddenly not have that contempt? You right. would still be thinking these things. So how am I the untrustworthy one? Like you pretty much are making it clear your character. Like, how is my character at issue when you're bringing up my wife over and over again? You pre- clearly have contempt for, for her and you have contempt for how I speak and everything, but you want me to fight for you. Like, instead of asking uh, why, you should, why you know, you should trust me in a fight, why should I trust you in a fight? It's like, you know what it reminds me of? It, it reminds me of those people that, you know, you let you, you do things for them forever. Then the moment, the one time you say, nah, man, I can't do it. Man, you ain't shit. Man, fuck you. And they show all the stuff that they thought about you. Oh, yeah. They've been wanting to say it for a while. Man, that's a great analogy, bro. Yeah. That is a fantastic yeah. no, analogy. No, but no, that, that's exactly what it, what it is. When I don't say what he likes, he lets loose what he really thinks about me. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so you're saying that you can't trust me in a fight. How can I trust you if that's how you really think about me? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, one little thing and you ain't shit all of a sudden. Yeah. And you're bringing up yeah. all this stuff that you already knew that apparently bothered you, like the race right. of my wife and my lisp or whatever. You know, so it's like um, there's a lot of projecting going on here. Like, you're not a trustworthy person. Where's your character? You're the coward. You're the one I can't trust in the fight because you clearly have yeah. all these contemptible things about me, but want me to fight for you. And these are the kind of people they think people are entitled to have all the respect for them, but they're not entitled to have any respect or loyalty to anybody. That's the Internet. That's Man, the that's way the Internet works. That's a brilliant way to say that. That's exactly the way the Internet works. All right, y'all. So... That is the end of part one. Go to, again, patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part two. Be good.